Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Imitation of Christ from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with Book 1, Chapter 19. The 19th chapter, The Practices of a Good Religious. The life of a good religious ought to abound in every virtue, so that he is interiorly what to others he appears to be. With good reason, there ought to be much more within than appears on the outside. For he who sees within is God, whom we ought to reverence most highly wherever we are, and whose sight we ought to walk pure as the angels. Each day we ought to renew our resolutions and arouse ourselves to fervor as though it were the first day of our religious life. We ought to say, Help me, O Lord God, in my good resolution and in your holy service. Grant me now, this very day, to begin perfectly, for thus far I have done nothing. As our intention is, so will be our progress, and he who desires perfection must be very diligent. If the strong-willed man fails frequently, what of the man who makes up his mind seldom or half-heartedly? Many are the ways of failing in our resolutions. Even a slight omission of religious practice entails a loss of some kind. Just men depend on the grace of God rather than on their own wisdom in keeping their resolutions. In him they confide every undertaking, for man indeed proposes, but God disposes. And God's way is not man's. If a habitual exercise is sometimes omitted out of piety or in the interests of another, it can easily be resumed later. But if it be abandoned carelessly through weariness or neglect, then the fault is great and will prove hurtful. Much as we try, we still fail too easily in many things, yet we must always have some fixed purpose especially against things which beset us the most. Our outward and inward lives alike must be closely watched and well-ordered, for both are important to perfection. If you cannot recollect yourself continuously, do so once a day at least, in the morning or in the evening. In the morning, make a resolution, and in the evening, Examine yourself on what you have said this day, what you have done and thought, for in these things perhaps you have often offended God and those about you. Arm yourself like a man against the devil's assaults. Curb your appetite, and you will more easily curb every inclination of the flesh. Never be completely unoccupied, but read or write or pray, or meditate, or do something for the common good. Bodily discipline, however, must be undertaken with discretion and is not to be practiced indiscriminately by everyone. 
Devotions not common to all are not to be displayed in public, for such personal things are better performed in private. Furthermore, beware of indifference to community prayer through love of your own devotions. If, however, after doing completely and faithfully all you are bound and commanded to do, you then have leisure, use it as personal piety suggests. Not everyone can have the same devotion. One exactly suits this person, another that. Different exercises, likewise, are suitable for different times, some for feast days and some, again, for weekdays. In time of temptation, we need certain devotions. For days of rest and peace, we need others. Some are suitable when we are sad, others when we are joyful in the Lord. About the time of the principal feasts, good devotions ought to be renewed, and the intercession of the saints more fervently implored. From one feast day to the next, we ought to fix our purpose as though we were then to pass from this world and come to the eternal holy day. During holy seasons, finally, we ought to prepare ourselves carefully to live holier lives and to observe each rule more strictly, as though we were soon to receive from God the reward of our labors. If this end be deferred, let us believe that we are not well prepared and that we are not yet worthy of the great glory that shall, in due time, be revealed to us. Let us try, meanwhile, to prepare ourselves better for death. Blessed is the servant, says Christ, whom his master, when he cometh, shall find watching. Amen, I say to you, he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Here, Thomas Akempis calls on religious to practice the life of the virtues. All of us can strive to do the same. My religious community, the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, followed the rule of the ten virtues of the Blessed Virgin Mary for many years. This was a rule that we took from the Order of the Sisters of the Annunciation of Mary, a group of religious sisters in France founded by St. Joan of France. She had briefly served as the Queen of France. We took on this rule in order to receive papal approval for our order. The ten virtues of Mary that we were called to imitate are purity, prudence, humility, faithfulness, devotion, obedience, poverty, patience, mercy, and sorrow for sin. By living these virtues, we can avoid the vices which are their opposite, such as impurity, a lack of prudence, inordinate pride, etc. This chapter also talks about fervor. We should pray for zeal, which is that burning love that strengthens us to do God's will. Our Marian rule of life says that our zeal should be supernatural, pure, ardent and gentle, universal, prudent and self-ordered, industriousness and active, strong, generous, and constant, as well as disciplined. Without these qualifiers, zeal could become a type of bitter 
disordered zeal, the type of terrorist has. We certainly don't want to go in that direction. A daily morning offering can help us to get our day off to the right start. We can offer ourselves to God and ask for His graces. An examination of conscience before bedtime is another good tool to keep us on the right track. We can make additional sacrifices during Lent and Easter and before the feasts of the church to prepare our hearts to be open to the graces that God has prepared for us. Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche, the Superior General of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new daily podcast entitled Venerable Casimir and Our Lady, which will be launching on October 21st, 2023. Venerable Casimir Vyshinsky was a Marian father who lived in the 1700s. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be beatified. He helped to revive our congregation when we were at a low point because of the actions of his brother. He rewrote a Latin handbook by a Jesuit on the ten gospel virtues of Our Lady. He called it Morning Star, so that lay people would be able to understand it, to imitate Mary's virtues, and to grow in holiness. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Venerable Casimir and Our Lady on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm also happy to share with you that you can order a copy of Morning Star on shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. Simply search the phrase Morning Star on shopmercy.org and you can order a copy of the book today. Remember, every purchase supports the Marian priests and brothers at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.